0: Being a woman is a calling. Being a woman is a calling. It is a purpose. Being a woman is not just what you do. It's not just how you feel. Being a a woman is a calling because God believes in women. Just your presence is important to God, not necessarily what you do, not necessarily how you feel. Just being a woman is important to God. But sometimes, as women, some women don't know that being a woman is a purpose. But today, I want us to look at the word woman to discover what that purpose is so we can step into it. Especially women, I want us to discover what that purpose is so we can step into it. We want men to know it. We want women to know it, especially women, as I said it again. Let's read the Bible. The Bible says in John 2, verse 1 to 5, it says that, On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciple were, were, disciples were invited to the wedding as well. When the wine, the wine ran out, Jesus' mother told him, They don't have any wine. And this is Jesus replying in verse 4. What has this concern of yours to do with me, woman? Eh? What has this concern of yours had to do with me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Verse 5. Do whatever he tells you, his mother told the servant. So here there's a wedding. We hear that there's her wedding is happening somewhere, and then Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. But we see that Jesus' mother was there. So we don't know if Jesus' mother was there uh, among the disciples, or we don't know if she was there um, just because she's related to the people. But the Bible says that she was there, and then she find out uh, this situation. So... She realized there's a problem. When they ran out of of wine, she learned about it, which means she probably maybe is related to these people because how do you find out such important information? And then she goes to Jesus and introduces the, the problem to Jesus. So this is how she says, she goes to Jesus and she said, they don't have any wine. This is a, There's an issue here, Jesus. Come here, I'm going to tell you something. They don't have any wine. They don't have any wine. Jesus does not um, hear what the mother says. He hears the problem. He hears her saying, she says they don't have a wine. He hears her saying, give them some wine. First of all, he calls her woman. He calls her woman because woman is is a purpose. He did not call her mom, which I think that would have been nice, or he did not call her Mary. We know that would have been nice too, but he says woman. He calls her woman because woman is a purpose. To discover that purpose, let us look at the word woman so we can you know every one of the letters so we can understand and my message this morning is going to be titled The Worth of the word woman. The first letter is, is W, which, which stands for words. When Mary spoke to Jesus, she just said there's not, they, they don't have any wine, you know? But Jesus heard, give them some wine. This is a powerful thing because in every woman, there's a the power to create, to birth things, to create miracles. We are creating miracles with our words. Mary only used her words to birth a miracle. So she spoke to her mom, to her son, and birth miracle because she used her word powerfully. Um, they usually say that the husband is the head, and the wife is the neck. Have you heard that? That that yeah, they say that all the time. Because I believe, I believe it's because with our words we have the power to direct where they look. So, woman, watch. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Woman, watch your words. Look, people say that we talk too much. Is that true? Have you heard that before? That we men, (laughs) that we talk too much. They say that we talk too much. I, I believe it's a good thing that we talk. The issue is not talking too much. The issue is what we are talking about. So, if you talk in prayer... If you are encouraging others, if you are, you know, if you are blessing, give speaking life to other people, if that's what you are talking about, you're not talking too much. You're doing great, actually. That's why many women, if you look at at, uh, uh, prayer teams, they have lots of women because they know how to say. Yeah, they know what to say, you know. Watch your words, women. Your, your words can birth a miracle to yourself, to your children, to your friends, to your husband. So what are you talking about yourself? What are you talking about other people? What are you saying in, in the secret place by yourself? What are you saying to yourself inwardly? What are you saying? You know, people can say negative words about you, but they will not affect you until you agree with them and start saying them to yourself. So everybody can say, well, you know, Pastor Christelle has a big head. <laughs> until, until I start saying, oh my God, let me see in the mirror. Whew, I think my head is big, it's really, really big. Until I internize that, that's, not, that's gonna be an issue to me. But if I don't put it on myself, that is not gonna be an issue. So it's really the words that you are saying to yourself the word that you were saying to other people that have power. So woman, watch your words because you, with your words, you can birth miracles. With your words, you can create beautiful things in people's life around you. Remember, watch your words. What are you speaking to yourself? What are you speaking to other people? Are you speaking healing to yourself? Are you speaking life to other people? Watch your word, woman. So that's, number, that's the first word, which is words. And then the, the second letter is O, which stands for obedience. In verse 5, Mary tells these people, she says, do whatever he tells you. She tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Jesus' mother understood the value of obedience. She understood that there was no miracle that can happen unless there is obedience. Mary knew the secret. Women, we are wired to obey. In us, we are wired to obey Jesus. There's this, there's this passage in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 5, 22, that says, wife, submit to your husband as to the Lord. This passage creates a lot of issues in people's tension, in people's heart. My husband is amazing. My submission to my husband does not have anything to do with his character. He's really amazing. He knows me well, he listens to me, he looks after me, he, he's, he's just perfect for me, you know? Um, he knows when I'm cranky because I'm tired or cranky because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry, and he knows exactly what to do about it. But my submission to him, stems from my submission to God. It does not have anything with what to do with what he does for me. This is what Satan did. Satan came and he incited Eve the woman to disobey God in the garden. And then he went on the other side and he incited he incited men to be abusive to women and then goes on the other side and turned women into rebellious people and then the whole system collapse. The whole system collapses. The whole system will get back into normal when women submit to God, men submit to God, and then from there both will be able to submit to each other. We are wired to obey. The secret is in obedience. Look, most of the time, I'm going to tell you this, this is not even, like, that's clear. Most of the time, God will ask you to obey something that is very difficult to your flesh. But if you obey, it will benefit your whole person, like your spirit, your body, your soul, your community, your your friends, your church, everybody's going to benefit from that. So God will ask you things that are difficult. For your flesh, it does not make sense to other people around, but... As soon as you did you do it you will benefit from it obedience is not a weakness uh uh-uh. uh no it's a strength it is a strength women we are wired for obedience to god the next letter is m m which stands for mind one of the lies that the devil told many women is that they they can't think for themselves or they don't have control over their mind. But that's a lie. Women, we, we have the power over our mind. We have control on, over our mind. What, what are we thinking about is the issue. What are you thinking about right now? What's going on in your mind? What are you thinking about when you're alone? Have you ever thought about your thought? Thinking about what you're thinking? Some of the devil lies against women is you think is that you're not good enough. Not good enough. Mm -mm. Not good enough. Or he makes you think that you can do everything. You become overstressed. You become burnt out. You become overwhelmed because you think you can do everything. That is a lie from the devil. We are the bosses of our mind. As women, women, you are the. This is what the Bible says in Second Corinthians ten, ten, five. It says, "We demolish every argument. We demolish argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to God. We take captive every thought, every, not some. Every thought, to, thought to make it obedient to Christ." Whether we like it or not, there is information coming from everywhere. Like there's no way to change that. Information is coming either from what you're listening. Sometimes you will be passing even by in the shop. You're doing your thing and there's something going or something you're seeing, something you heard. There's information every, everywhere. There's nothing we can, we like, we can't change that. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a neuroscientist. She says that our mind receives new information every 10 seconds. 10 seconds, not 10 minutes, 10 seconds. So remember, so think about how much time you've been here. How many thoughts have you had, new ones? Every 10 seconds. So information is going to be there. It's going to be there. But we only have two options. When we receive information, it's either take it captive or let it take you captive. Take it captive or let it take you captive. You can't ignore it. One thing is gonna happen, you have to choose. Yeah, one thing is gonna happen. But to take your thought captive, you need a weapon. You need a weapon. That is why God has given us his word as a sword of the spirit. That's why it's called the sword of the spirit, because it's, it's a weapon. Every thought that goes through your mind, shall be taken captive under the word of God. So whenever you think you're not good enough, I bet you to find what God says about you in the Bible. Go find what the Bible says about, and then speak it over yourself. What remember your words, speak it over yourself. What does God say about you? Do you know? You need to know what God says about you, otherwise the devil is going to tell you you're not good enough. Speak it of yourself. If the if, if if you hear that I'm not good enough, say no. I am a child of God. I was created for a purpose. God is not a respecter of person. We all are His children. But if you don't know, my friend. My friend, my beautiful sister, my beautiful mother, you are going to suffer. Because we need to know what the word says about us, women. What is, God, what is God saying about you? Do you know that? Have you found that out? I think it's important to find what God is saying about you in his word. So use the sword of the spirit. Use the word of God. So every time you think you can do everything, just remember that you were created for a special, special purpose. We are not meant meant to do everything. Every one of us women, we were created for a specific purpose. And that leads us to the next letter, which is A, which stands for assignment. Of all the people who went to that wedding, we are going back to the wedding, only Mary knew what to do. She knew where to go. She knew her assignment. When she heard about the problem, she's like, Ooh, I know where to go. I know where the solution is going to come from. She knew her assignment. You know, she could have said, I'm only a woman. Uh, I'm only a woman. Nobody's going to listen to a woman. I don't even care about these people. Or she could have said, it's never been done before. If I do it, it's going to be weird. No, or she, she would say, oh, "I don't have time. I just came here to eat. I don't care. If it, I don't even care about wine. I don't drink it anyway." So, you know, she could have said all those things. No, she knew her assignment. Her assignment was to birth a miracle. So, every one of us women, we have a specific assignment. So when you look at self and you say, you know, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the time, I don't have the influence, I don't have the capacity. Let me tell you something. You have enough of what you need to fulfill your assignment. You have enough of what you need to fulfill your assignment. Mary knew she had influence on Jesus and that was her tool to fulfill her assignment. To save the whole wedding party. When you know your assignment, you will stay in your lane. I hate lanes, guys. I hate going from a lane to one. An, uh. Anyway, yeah, you have to look for the car. Why do you have to, anyway. So I don't like it at all, especially at night. But when you know your assignment, you will stay in your lane. You will stay in your lane. So know your assignment. And every one of us women, we have it. Every one of us, like the, that's, that's the reality. So who likes uh, baking here? Baking? Oh, Catherine. Uh, oh, yes, we have baking for van- Iris. Yes, you are, you do like baking. You make me bake things that I don't want to bake. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, a list of ingredients to make cho- chocolate chips cooking. It says one cup of butter, softened. I don't know why, but yeah. It says one cup of white sugar, it says one cup of packed brown sugar, two eggs, two teaspoon vanilla extract, one teaspoon baking soda, two teaspoon hot water, two teaspoons of hot water anyway, half a teaspoon of salt, three cups of all-purpose flour, two cups of semi-sweet chocolate chips, and one cup of chopped walnuts. Now, can you eat three full cups of all purpose flour alone? If you can, you are weird. Yes. <laughs> like three whole cups of purpose flour. I've never seen someone eat them alone. Look at how much that, three cups. Now, look at how much salt. How much salt do we have there? Half a teaspoon of salt. Three cups of all-purpose flour, half a teaspoon of salt. Now, let's imagine salt is called Mrs. Salt, and flour is called Mrs. Purpose Flour. And then we hear, this is Mrs. Salt talking. She goes, I'm not good enough. Look at flour, three cups. Me, just a half I really, I'm not bad at, f- flour is really, you know, it's, it's the important one. Oh my God. Oh, this is another Mrs. Salt. I hate flour. <laughs> this is not fair. Let's cancel Mrs. Flower. How dare she thinks, who, who, who is she? That's not fair, three cups, why? Why not one whole cup of salt? That's very unfair. Look, (laughs) for this special special cookie, you need half a teaspoon of salt and three cups of all-purpose flour and everything else. That's what happens when women don't know their assignment. When you don't know your assignment, you think everybody's better than you or you don't know exactly where you belong. Let's not compare. Let's not compare. Let me tell you something. Flour is not the most important in that recipe. Salt is not the most important in that recipe. They are both very important if you want to have enjoyed that delicious cookie. All of them are important. So know your assignment. Know what you are good at. Know what you, know what you are called to do and stay in your lane. In God's plan, each woman brings something. You are unique and an important ingredient in God's recipe. Without you, it is not complete. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Without you, it is not complete. You know, in God's recipe, God created everything. And then he created man. You know, and then he said, hmm, something's missing. So good. You have an assignment. You are unique. You are valuable in God's eyes. You bring something. You are important. I really want you to get this. You are important. So just stay in your lane. It's okay to be a woman and do what you are equipped to do. Yeah. Don't apologize for what you are equipped to do. Everyone is different. But we all have something that we bring. Nurturance. That's our ne- next letter, which is N. It stands for nurturance. You know, some traits of women have meant to be feel, to feel, uh, to feel uh, like they are boring, like boring or negative. There's some traits like sensitivity, sweetness, supportiveness, gentleness, warmth, passivity, cooperativeness, express, there are a lot, modesty, humility, empathy, affection, tenderness, being emotional. Why do we apologize when we cry? Why do, we, do, why do women apologize for crying? Why apologize when you're expressing your emotions? I don't think it's okay. It's okay for us to express our emotion. Some of the synonym of the word nurturance is support, encouragement. Women are amazing at doing that. We have the ability to see something and feel for the person. Look, Mary, when she was at that Apart as that uh, um wedding she felt for those people she felt like oh my god she put herself in that place she was like what if that happens to me how would i do how would i feel and she felt for those people and did something about it so women whenever you feel that nurturance when you feel for someone don't apologize for that Go and do something about it. It is the gift that God put in you. It's that nurturance that is calling you to do something about it. That's exactly what Mary did. She took that to Jesus. She prayed for them. She took that issue to Jesus. So we should not apologize for crying. We should not apologize for expressing our emotion. That's how we are. That's women. You know, It's not about talking too much. It's about what you are talking about. Let's keep talking. No, let's keep talking. As long as we're talking about the right thing, it's a good thing. Let's not apologize when we are crying. Oh my goodness, I don't like that. That nurturance, that tenderness is important. It's complementary too. It's what complements the men. It is a gift from God. Wherever you see a need as a woman, your nurturance is calling you to do something about, about it one of the best way to nurture someone is to affirm the good things and pray for the not so good things you see in them you know affirm it see someone doing something and then affirm it And and you don't have to talk about the things that you see that are bad you can pray for them first and then god will lead you on how to talk about them but start by affirming the things you see that are good in people You are made to nurture, use your word to encourage, use your gift to meet the needs. You can birth miracle, use it to nurture, encourage and uplift others. Women, we have a gift of nurturing. Let's use it. The word woman is powerful. We have a purpose, we have an assignment, we have been called by God, we have to stand in that purpose as women. I'm going to pray for all the women in this, um, in this church <laughs> that God will give us the grace to use our words powerfully, to know that how much they are worth and to use them to build our community, to build our families, to build a our, uh, our place of work wherever we are and to know that we have assignment, to know that our mind, we have the power to control our mind, not come coming if we don't want it, we don't want it and to know that we can nurture. Every woman, I want you to stand up so we can pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much that you have created every one of us for a purpose, Father God. Every one of the women in this place They are precious to you, Father God. They bring something. They have a purpose. They are beautiful in your eyes, Father God. You said it is good, complete when you finally created these women, Lord. I pray that every one of us, Father God, here would stand in their assignment and be confident with what you have put in them, Father God. Lord, bless them at work. Bless them as they are they're, they're raising their families. Bless them, Father God, in every area, their spirit, their bodies, and their souls. I pray health over their body in the name of Jesus. I speak blessing over their family, over their words, oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I speak blessing over their mind. And anything that's coming against their mind, I take it captive right now by the word of God in Jesus' name.